Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Today we are talking with uh, Melissa Falavino. I pronounced that right? Perfect. All right, good. Uh, Melissa is a visiting uh, professor at your College of Pennsylvania. Uh, she comes to us uh, via lots of places, Wisconsin, Brooklyn, uh, I think I, you mentioned Yonkers, uh, <laughs> at Chapel Hill, and now you're at Kenyon College out in Ohio. Um, first of all, welcome and thank you for joining us. I really appreciate the time uh, you taking the time to sit down with us. Thank you so much for having me. Describe your type of writing. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say for this book, um, I write creative nonfiction. So these are essays um, okay. that are kind of based in the personal narrative. They're personal essays, but then I use the personal narrative as a vehicle to explore larger things. So cultural questions, um, you know, political issues, uh, f- cultural phenomenon that happened, um, things like that. So I'm telling my own story, but I'm often interviewing people, um, getting other other perspectives and voices in there to kind of explore some question or concern. Name of the book is called Tomboyland. How did you come up with the title? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting story, actually. I had a different title for the book, and... Um, I was really, really wedded to it. And my editor was like, you know what? This is a nice title, but it's not going to cut it. And I was just devastated. And um, Can you share that with us? No, because I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to write something someday with that title. Oh, okay, it's, right, it's, so my, it's my it. secret gem. Well, and I'm just holding on to it tightly of the hope <laughs> of using it someday. Um, but she, so she and I were like, you know, when I finally came around, I was like, fine. You know, she was like, it needs to, it needs to say something. It needs to make a statement. It needs to make a splash on a bookshelf. So, um, we brainstormed and I, you know, just, we came up with a bunch of different ideas and, um, my book is about gender and class and the body and the Midwest. And so I wanted it to somehow encompass all of those things. Um, and, you know, was reaching for all of these words that already exist, you know, and nothing, nothing was right. Um, and then it kind of hit me one day that a lot of my book is about language and about finding better words and, and finding language that we don't have yet to describe ourselves and our experiences. And, and it just came to me in like a flash of lightning. Um, and uh, I ran it by her and, and I was like, what, what do you think about Tomboyland? And uh, we ran it by some publicists, too, and they were like, great, let's do it. So, um, yeah, so so that's how it came about, Tomboy Land. All right, so Tomboy Land was released, what, about a year ago? Yes, August 2020. You picked the middle of a pandemic to release a book? <laughs> I did, yeah. I, I thought very carefully. It took me 10 years to write the book. I was like, okay, so um, when would be best? And I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely the height of a pandemic. This will be ideal. So, Yep. Uh, I was supposed to go on a big tour as my first book. Um, I was going to go all over the country. I was going to do readings. I was going to do workshops. I was going to visit colleges. I was going to do all this stuff. And then, of course, none of that happened. Uh, But um, I did do a bunch of virtual interviews and readings and things like that. So I was able to reach some folks, but from home in Brooklyn, New York. (laughs) Well, actually, then we feel honored because you said said to me uh, before when we were talking, this is really the first live in-person thing that you've done. Yep. That's pretty cool that we get to do that. Yeah, yeah. This is very special. Um, I've done a bunch of radio interviews, um, podcasts, but this is the first time I've been sitting in a studio 
with a live human being at a real microphone. I so. feel honored. <laughs> we, are talking, we are talking with author uh, Melissa Falvino. Uh, Melissa is a, a visiting writer here at your College of Pennsylvania, and her new book is called Tomboy Land. Let's talk about influences. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the influences from the before the book? Oh, so many. Um, for this one in particular, I feel like, um, well, I'm a huge fan of Virginia Woolf. She's all over this book. <laughs> she uh, she inspired one of the essays. It's kind of a, a riff. I have a, an essay in there called Of a Moth that is a riff on her essay, um, The Death of the Moth, which I teach in all of my nonfiction classes. Um, so she's huge. Uh, I think that, yeah, the epigraph of the book is a quote of hers um, from The Voyage Out. Um, she was huge to me, both in terms of what nonfiction could do. Um, when I read her essays, I, I really started reading her in college, like m- most English majors do. Um, but her novels, right? Like as everybody does, they they read Virginia Woolf's novels, they read Mrs. Dalloway to the Lighthouse. Um, but then when I started discovering her essays, I was like, holy crap! You know, this is <laughs> I almost swore. Um, it's okay. Okay. Um. Like, it just kind of blew my mind open that this is what an essay could be. And and she meditated on, you know, womanhood and, um, you know, class and gender and, and, and sadness and c- city life, you know, living in a city. Um, and when it, so when I moved to New York, I, re- I was reading a ton of her um, and just thinking about being, you know, a woman in a city alone, anonymity, things like that. Um, so she, she was huge. For this book, um, for sure. But uh, other than that, I, I, there are a lot of essayists I love. Um, Joanne Beard, who is my thesis advisor at uh, Sarah Lawrence, is like my North Star. Um, a good friend of mine, Melissa Phoebos, another great essayist. Um, Rebecca Solnit. I mean, I could go on and on. I could right. do this all day. <laughs> you have to stop me. All right, we'll stop. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, one of the things that I wanted to... It, it, you mentioned it to me a little bit when we were talking. What about your upbringing? Did that play a role in in some of your writing? Oh, absolutely. So this book is very much about the Midwest. Um, I believe NPR called it an ode to the Midwest, um, which really <laughs> is like a, a love song, basically, to Wisconsin. Um, I grew up in a very small town in Wisconsin um, and, and lived in Wisconsin until I was about 26 before I moved to New York. And um, uh, it shaped me you know the the rural landscapes in which i grew up um just kind of the culture of of the midwest um i I grew up in a pretty working class family um working class area so i i think a lot about class and place and the ways that uh the places we grow up and the people from whom we come um really define how we think about ourselves and how we define ourselves and and um, how we come to sort of understand our, our identities, but how that can really complicate our sense of self too. And, and sometimes it, it takes leaving the place where we come from to really be able to see it. Like going to Brooklyn? Like going to Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I lived in Brooklyn for about 13 years. And, um, you know, I... When I left Wisconsin, I was like, I'm done. You know, I was I was out. I was out of the Midwest and really ready to be on the East Coast, really ready to live in New York City. Um, but the, the longer I was there, the more I, I was homesick, you know. But I also something really interesting happened that I started feeling very fiercely kind of um, uh, defensive of the Midwest, especially during the 2016 election when people started talking very divisively about 
Midwesterners and, you know, how they all vote against their interests and how they're all just a bunch of podunks with guns. And I was like, okay, listen, I have a lot of podunks with guns in my family and you are right, but I can say that and you can't, <laughs> you know? And, and so I started really thinking about um, the people I come from and the place I come from. And I really wanted to kind of interrogate that, like the um, discrepancies and the uh, inconsistencies and um, the contradictions um, of, of where I come from and, and who I am now and, and what I believe. And um, so, yeah, I mean, the Midwest is all over this book. <laughs> okay. We are talking with Melissa Felvino. She is uh, the author of Tomboy Land, and she is a visiting writer here at York College of Pennsylvania. All right. So you mentioned it, so I'll bring it up. <laughs> the political climate in this country is we, we are we are at like two opposite ends of the world mm -hmm. in a lot of places, not just the Midwest. Mm -hmm. It's the South. The, you know, uh, we can talk about what happened in California uh, mm -hmm. uh, earlier in this week. But how has that played a role in some of the writing that you've done? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's played a really big role. You know, I think that up until 2016, I, I was writing essays that were about they were about the Midwest. They were about land. They were about culture. They were about class. Um, and they were about identity. And then something happened. And I felt like, you know, there were just questions I had about my own experiences in the world. My, you know, as as a person, you know, who identifies as queer, um, who moves through the world in a kind of queer presenting body. Um I started really looking at that in a way that I hadn't looked at that very closely before. And um, the same thing happened, you know, with guns and um, the, the sort of conversation about gun violence in this country. And again, that kind of um, very reductive thing that I was hearing from a lot of my friends and people I admire and, um, you know, media from, from New York, which I, you know, very openly um uh take in all the time you know um but i was like you know i have an opportunity here to kind of show some nuance that i don't think it shows showed shown very often you know um particularly when it comes to like gun violence and um people who own guns in this country and so i have an essay in here called gun country <laughs> um about guns in america and my own kind of conflicted feeling about them being a person who is like pretty solidly anti-gun, but who also comes from a family of gun owners and hunters and uh, former military people and people who were, you know, near Olympic marksmen and things like that. So guns are very much a part of the culture. And um, so I interviewed them and I talked to them and I and I tried to get their take um, and and write it in a way that was coming from my own perspective of dealing with this or trying to kind of come to some sort of understanding. Um, and it's my hope that by doing that, I have shed at least a little bit of light on some issues and questions and, and, and very divisive issues in this country um, from a lot of different angles, like shine, shining these, this light from, from a lot of different angles and trying to like, you know, illuminate something that maybe hasn't been illuminated. Do you feel as though because of your perspective, you can bring new 
I guess, words to the, the, the conversation about this topic. You know, you're, you're, you're saying to me, you grew up in, the, in an environment where you saw a lot of guns, you saw people using guns. You saw them, um, for the most part, using them for hunting mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. But then you mm-hmm. live in a big city. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, New York obviously has a gun problem. Uh, right. So do all big cities. Yeah. Uh, did that, was that able to, were you able to put a new perspective on all that, you hope? Yeah, I think so. And I think being someone from, from you know, a Midwest, a small town in the Midwest and like being in New York, you know, it's interesting. People think of big cities as like these violent meccas, right? But like, I never saw a gun in New no, York, you know? I, I, I would agree with you. Yeah. I think that it's a little over. Yeah, Overblown. but mine, meanwhile, you walk into, I go, when I go home, when I visit my family and friends in Madison, like you can walk into a bar with a gun on your hip, you know, like that, you see guns all the time where I come from. You never see guns in New York City. It's really hard to have a gun in New York. You know, I think I had one friend who owned a gun um, and she was this like awesome lesbian who went to uh, the gun range and stuff. And, and she was like, you know, a, of course, she was the only person that I knew that had a gun in New York and I loved it. Um, but but yeah, I think that having both of those perspectives is is useful um, because I do think that people uh, grow up in bubbles. They grow up with one perspective. Um, and whether that's like you are raised in a city and you see, you know, you have a kind of understanding of the world in a certain way, or you grow up in a very rural part of the country and you have (laughs) the opposite perspective in a lot of ways. Um, I've now had both and, and I feel like I can use that for good. Hopefully. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Trying. Uh, anyway. <laughs> before we wrap up, obviously, you're, you're working with students. Mm-hmm. What do you tell first-time writer? What do you tell that, you know, freshman or sophomore in college, mm-hmm. because you're teaching in a college, what do you tell them about writing? Mm. Oh, so much. Uh, I talk way too much probably in classes, but um, mostly I tell them two things. These are the things that I hit home all the time over and over, is that if you want to be a writer... Uh, you have to read a lot, read widely, uh, read voraciously, read like you, you will die if you stop reading. Um, it is the best way to become a writer. You have to figure out, you know, what you like, what resonates, what forms excite you, what, what kind of stuff you want to interrogate, explore. Uh, and the number two is exactly that exploration, that writing should be a mode of exploration that I'm not interested in telling you how it is, you know, I'm not interested in making an argument one way or another. I am interested in asking questions and exploring hard, weird, complicated issues and questions and not necessarily coming up with an answer, but learning through the work that I'm doing how to ask better questions. And that's what I tell the students. Like, if you've got a question, a burning question that you can't let go of, follow that question. And, you know, like your writing is a torch and you're like walking through this tunnel and you're just trying to find more clarity. Um, and you're just, you're there to explore. Excellent. Melissa uh, Falavino, thank you very much. New book is called Tomboy Land. I guess they can get it anywhere they want. Anywhere where books are sold, they should be able to get it for okay. you. Okay. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. Really appreciate it. And I'm so thrilled that we're the, like one of the first <laughs> places that you've been able to do things in person. That's, that's fantastic. I, it, it, it feels as though maybe we're getting a little closer to normal. I, I hope so. That. I hope so. But thank you very much for having me. This is absolutely delightful. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. 
Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.